prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Welcome back to Behind the Red Light. I am sitting here. I am your main button pusher, Larry, and sitting across from me is the justifiable Jim. Yes, I am. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. The pervert in residence. Is Again, you... we're not trying to use that term. Well, you, you don't like it, although I think it's okay. I think it's all right. Well, I'm, all right. I'm okay. I, I just don't want people to think that you wear a, a, a trench coat yeah. uh, in the streets of of of, of anywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't do that <laughs> good lord we don't need people to think that that you're that type of person no so. I, i'm sh- i'm certainly not i'm certainly not so we're trying to avoid that at all costs um but speaking of costs we have to take care of our p's and q's so we don't have to pay anybody out that's correct so we just want you to know that we are not here to endorse no we are not here to promote no we do not work for not at all we are not here at all to encourage or send you to any of the brothels in nevada or anywhere else for that matter we are simply here to inform, educate, and hopefully entertain. Absolutely, because you might learn something from us. And again, like we said in the last show, this should be, you know, sitting down with somebody at a bar and having a, a frank conversation about something that you normally don't get to talk about. It, absolutely. So where we are now? Welcome mm-hmm. to segment three of episode twenty-one. Twenty-one being the proper age of when you can get into a legal brothel system. Mm-hmm. And the last two episodes, you might have noticed that we were in Lagrange, Texas. Beautiful yes. Lagrange, Texas, the best little whorehouse in Texas. And Lagrange by ZZ Top made famous. And now we are moving to Nevada. Yes. And I guess we should preface is how did prostitution become legal in Nevada? Well, it was sort of by de facto in a lot of ways because, you know, as as we moved west, as we discussed in an er, in the earlier episode, you know, people moved west and the prostitution sort of went with it as the infrastructure was being built out. Right. And, and, and you know, so uh, I believe it was, if if my history uh, proves correct, it was the 30s, I think, when we built the Hoover Dam, for instance. Correct sure, me. we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, Hang cor- on. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong. Thank- <laughs> thankfully, you have a high-powered computer right there at yeah. your, your, your disposal. But I want to say that that was in the 30s that that was built. Please, please check for me. I would hate to be wrong. Hoover Dam. Yes. The Hoover Dam is open. Well, I know that part. Construction started in 1931. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. (laughs) What do you know? The American education system does, in fact, work. Yes. Yes, because it would have been a shame that I had to scrap this episode and we had to start from scratch to pretend we knew what we were talking about. Yeah, and I felt like a fool. Anyway, but yeah, so... But they wouldn't have known. No, no, not at all. We'd have kept that quiet to (laughs) to protect uh, my ego. Yeah, we wouldn't have done that at all. (laughs) (laughs) But in any case, uh, you know, 
as those things were happening, prostitution led the way because what were the guys going to do? They were going to gamble away their money, drink away their money. You know, we had to do something. They had to give them something to do. So, you know, prostitution, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It was, you know, it was no one cared. And from about the middle of the 20th century, it was just sort of accepted that prostitution was legal in Nevada. Um it was just widely accepted. They're yeah, like, you yeah know. it was just sort of the way it was. And then, you know, as things moved along, again, you know, as things start to get popular, keep in mind, Las Vegas as we know it today is really from the 1960s on. Yeah, as we know it today. Yeah, so, you, you know, you got to keep in mind that even through the 20s and 30s, this is a very, very small community. Yeah. It, it was not a big place. And so, you know, eventually what starts to happen is <sighs> – it's this is a nuisance these red light districts can't be here you know as expansion is going on and so on and so forth and over time laws start coming in about how they're going to manage this and so on and so forth well before we get to the prostitution let's give an overview of of vegas and how it kind of like you know got stood up how it really really how really really developed developed and stood up how bugsy siegel came in yeah and built the flamingo the first air-conditioned I guess it was really the first strip hotel strip hotel. Yeah. Uh, Everything at that time was downtown that allowed gambling and, and, and vice and whatnot and uh, taken over. And then of course the mob and the mafia and their influence on Las Vegas. This caused the, the massive expansion on the strip, you know, that four and a half mile stretch that we call the strip these right. days uh, eventually became real business. The mob sort of phased out and, and here we are today yeah. uh, is the basic the basic story, so to speak, of Do Nevada. Do you think there might be light? Uh, and I was I was curious about this when I was in Vegas. Do you think there might be still a light mob influence on Fremont Street? No, you don't think no, you, you because think? all of the casinos these days are owned by massive corporations. Yes, and that is true. And the, so, as the a new gangster, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, in a manner of speaking, yeah. because we all know major corporations operate more like organized crime. <laughs> Than anything else, but in terms of reality, yeah. no, there's not some guy with a crooked nose sitting there going, you know, you're go- you're going outside, and two guys drag you off or anything. That day has long since passed. Yeah, nobody's getting 86 anymore. No, no, certainly not. So, uh, although really, how much that went on is uh, is more Hollywood than it is anything else. I've talked to some of the gangsters from back then, hmm. and um, shout out to Frank at the uh, Las Vegas Mob Museum. Great guy. I talked with him for an extended period of time, and he he told me that he in those days he did favors for the mob. Oh, and he 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 was very quick to say that he did not he was not in the mob because he never killed anybody, mm-hmm. but he did favors for them. And I asked him to explain what that meant, and he said that it is Hollywood that they just dragged you out in the desert and killed you. You didn't do that with civilians because if you did that with civilians, the law came looking. Oh, absolutely. So it was that was largely. Reserved for, you know, a, a gangster on gangster activity, if you will. They had to be treated differently when they were citizens. So he would show up and uh, have a mm, conversation with you. Oh, so he gets you to pay your bill. He you know, was if in you will. collection. Yeah, so to speak. You know, and, yeah, and that's in a manner of speaking. But they couldn't go so far as to just, you know, whack the guy because no. if you did that, well, you just drew way too much attention. And that you didn't do. So. A lot of that stuff, again, is Hollywood and whatever. But, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen at all, but it happened a lot less, I think, than people 
people realize. Well, people want to focus on the more fantastic idea of anything anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, you give them 10% of, oh my goodness, somebody just got drug out in the street and, and shot in the face uh, while ignoring the other 90%. And yeah, and well, and I think a lot of this type of nonsense and a lot of the misdirection is probably why you know, certain people in LaGrange, or I should say not in LaGrange, but I should say throughout Texas, were largely convinced that the way it was operating, it must be organized crime yeah. that's keeping the chicken ranch open. It must be. Well, no, it wasn't. It was a beneficial relationship between the townsfolk the and, and the sheriff and the brothel workers. That's what kept it open. It was it was this, this you help me, I help you mm -hmm. attitude. There was no mob involvement. But even exactly, you, they did more of a service than the mob did because they were they, they were picking people out that were nuisances to society. Yeah, thieves and troublemakers and everything else. They ratted them out, and the sheriff was able to pick them up. So, yeah, this is you know again, but because of the way it was operating, it, it left that illusion, mm -hmm. and and certainly that's what ultimately ended up running it off. Um, and even when at the time that it settles in Nye County, in Nevada. There is still, in the 70s, there's still at, at this time some debate over where a brothel can be, where it can't be. The, the, the modern laws are just really starting to take effect. And this is the 70s. Yeah, okay. yeah, in, in Nevada. So um, we start with a man named Walter Plankinton. Now, Walter is... Walter Plankinton. Yes. Uh, the gentleman, he, he's, there's not a whole lot of history on the man. But uh, we know that he originally was a farmer. Uh, of some failure, I guess we might say. Um, he didn't do very well. Have you tried to grow anything in Nevada? Well, he was not in Nevada at the time. He was in Kansas. He's, he's from Kansas. Oh. Uh, eventually finds his way to Nevada. He tries to run for office a couple times unsuccessfully. Eventually, during this process, finds out that prostitution is legal and decides to open a brothel. Now, this is where things get weird. He opens up the chicken ranch. Okay. There's no using the name. Yeah, there's no discussion anywhere that I can find that connects the brothel in Lagrange to the one in Nevada. That's interesting. All these years, if you go there, if you go to the house, the you know, the management, everyone will tell you, oh no no no, it's connected to that. But there is no real legal connection that I could find between these two properties, other than the fact that it carried the name over. Now, I do not know if the lawyers sold the rights to the name. I do not know if because it never operated outside of Texas and because it was operating illegally at that time, it would have had no rights to trademarking. Mm. So as a result, he very well could have used the name without there being any legal ramifications from it. He could have used it simply because it was a well-known name and why not use it. Well, that's... What, what, what you're describing, it, it sounds like when somebody, you know, opens a diner mm -hmm. and they're like, what are we going to call the diner? Oh, what if we call it, you know, um, the Roaring 50s or, you know, something 60s or something nostalgic to get people in the door? Right. And it sounds like that at least because he was a bad farmer and a horrible politician, he knew how to market. Mm -hmm. So he, yeah, that's... Uh... That's ultimately what is uh, what is going to happen here is that is that Walter is going to open uh, the chicken ranch. Now, initially, as I said, he, he ran into some problems. Um, he opens a chicken ranch in 1976, the year I was born. Um, 
and he did wanted to do so as close to Las Vegas as legally possible. As close to Las Vegas? Yes. Okay. Uh, because by this time, the red light district in Vegas was gone. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a brothel in Clark County. So he wanted to get as close as he could. The people could still drive to it. And it is about an hour drive. Um, no, this is the establishment that you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. Right it's now. still in the same. Lo- well, no, not exactly. I shouldn't say that. It did end up being moved from this initial spot. But it's within just a year or two here. It gets moved. Okay, so in so, 76, here we go. Yeah, so in 76, he opens up. Uh, there's strong opposition from local law enforcement and other brothel owners who don't want the competition. Um, it remains the closest brothel to Las Vegas, though, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial location was just, outside, uh, was just inside the town limits of Pahrump. And that's what caused the fight, because because it was within the town limits, it was illegal. It had to be outside. Hmm. He ends up getting arrested, found guilty of violating the town's laws. Uh, he, that's where he ends up moving the brothel to a new location, still within the county, but outside of the town's limits. Now, we're talking about Pahrump. Yes. Okay. And so this is how he ends up in the location that the chicken ranch is in today. Okay. So they are outside the town limits of Pahrump, or, or but but they are still within Nye County. So if if somebody came in, you know, uh, a, a town organizer mm-hmm. or, or something, and redrew the lines, then those brothels would have to move again. No, they would probably be grandfathered. Okay. At this point, would be my guess. Um, and keep in mind that by the by our current day the benefit that those brothels have been oh yeah to Nye County and and to the town of Pahrump have been extreme. Well it, it so I think I think they've reached a point where they're so ingrained in the community. Every so many years there's some scuttlebutt about some conservative who's gonna go in there and close these goddamn brothels down. You know? But it never goes anywhere. It's a wink wink nudge nudge thing and even if that guy gets elected nothing happens. Well, no, it, it's too much. money. somebody eventually gets to him and says, look, idiot, there is too much money coming in from this. Where do you suppose we're going to get this money from to run this town, this county without these brothels open? And he goes, uh, or the support. And that ends it. Well, there's that, too. But like I said, even even when people are disputing it, you know, l- locals will say, oh, I hate those damn brothels, but they do give us a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and and that's yeah, you know, there's an ambulance here and there because of them. There's, you know, fire, uh, there's fire departments because of them. There's local law enforcement is paid for largely by the money made from the brothels. So, you know, the infrastructure there is largely supported by those houses and has been for so many years that trying to figure out how to offset the millions upon millions upon millions of dollars you're talking about, if you would close them. Jesus, I mean, there's there's no way you, you, what you'd have to do to the the resident tax rate of the people in those counties. These people would lose their mind. They're never going to allow that. So well, they would probably pay more in taxes than what their paycheck gives them. Sure, I mean, sure, it, it, because of, of of how the dollar is fluctuated. You you said something very very interesting in that that last statement about other houses not wanting the chicken ranch to be around. Sure, yeah. Uh, but what, what this demonstrates to me is there was there there was plenty of money to go around, and this the the this fine chicken ranch could have set up shop there, 
It's just they didn't want anybody cutting into the deal that they got. Correct. Because Correct. they didn't want to share. Yeah, and, and at the time, in 1976, a license wasn't required. Oh. So there were three other brothels that were operating at the time, and, you know, yeah, they did not uh, – they wanted nothing to do with the chicken ranch opening up. Um you know, there was a petition circulated to keep him keep him from opening, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately what happened is a, it was it was labeled as it was going to be a public nuisance. This lawsuit goes. <laughs> it's uh, be here a we go. Nuisance. And then those three. Over right. There. So when Walter takes goes to court, his argument is that. Well, you can't just say a brothel is a public nuisance because it's a brothel, because if so, they can't be open, you know, and this goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, yeah, you know what, Walter, you are right. And in 1978, he is he's you know, that's it. Nope, you're 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 good to go. Nothing to talk about. And then somebody burns the ranch to the ground. Oh, (laughs) Boy, they handle an old thing. Yeah, now it's, it's allegedly by yeah, allegedly by arsonists, uh, but nobody really knows for sure. No one was ever prosecuted. No, it wasn't by arsonists. It was by the other three knuckleheads that lived down the street that didn't want the competition. Right. So what Plankton does, Plankton does is he gets a set a, a new set of five uh, a new set of trailers brought in, sets them up, cobbles them together, and opens the brothel back up five days later. Damn. Yeah, and he wasn't kidding around. It was, it, 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 I, I thought you were going to say, and then he went out and he bought this big giant circus tent. No. And he put that up. But what ultimately ends up happening here is he doesn't have the brothel for very long. He sells it in 1982. The year I was born. He sells it. Are we seeing a little correlation between the yeah. year you were born and the year I was but born? Wait, but wait, wait, there's more. Oh. He sells the place for $1.2 million. Damn. Yeah, so that's how much money this business in 1982 money. Yeah, be, is worth at the time. And keep in mind, the thing burned down in 78. It was only open in 76. You are talking, you know, six years, basically. Yeah. He he cre- he turns no, this wait, into. You said 1978. 1976. Oh oh, when he started to win. Yeah yeah. So you're talking a six year span turns this into a million dollar business. I'm gonna do a quick. Uh, money converter thing because I have that ability now. Yes. Oh. Oh. oh yes. One point two five. Uh, it's actually a one point two five million. If you want to get technical, so one million two hundred and fifty thousand. Hmm. Inflation calculator. Here we go. Waiting for it to do the thing. Ding, 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 ding. So, who did he sell this wonderful brothel to? Well, he sold it to. Uh, well, we're waiting for the thing now. He sold it to Ken Green, a San Francisco businessman, and Russell Reed, who was an ex-teacher. Uh, now, Reed only contributed twenty-five thousand towards the purchase, became the manager. Um, Green was the primary owner, and actually, I I knew Ken and met Ken. Uh, nice guy, very very nice guy, uh, very good businessman. Um, and they would operate the brothel for many many years, many years. Okay. Uh, you said one point two million. Yeah, one point two five. Yep. One two five. One two five. 
zero. And a zero there. And a zero there. And a zero there. All right. And this is 1982. They sent it to the roof. Uh -huh. uh, enter final year. Guess what? We're going to punch in. Oh, punch in the three. Punch in the three. Oh, it's not set up to punch in the three yet. Yeah, so 22 will get to go to last year. Uh, please enter value less than or equal to 2021. Okay, we'll just go ahead and do that. This is just a rough yeah, estimate. It's close enough, yeah. Wow. 1.25 million back then mm -hmm. in today's money is making sure I got that right. Yep. 36 million. Wow. 292,078 bucks. Well, there you go. If 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 I'm reading that correctly. Uh yeah, that's that's uh yeah. So in the neighborhood of thirty-seven hundred, thirty-seven million dollars. Oh no, no, wait, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. No, you you've got an extra num number in there. It's three million six hundred twenty-nine thousand two hundred seventy-eight dollars and forty-one cents. Okay. Yes, that sounds a little more realistic. Yeah, I was hoping for the thirty-six million dollars yes. number. So no, we've corrected it. So the one point two turned into four mil. Yeah, pretty Easy. pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and which makes sense because um. I, Ken had the he had ownership of the brothel until the two thousands. Okay. Um, I remember actually when he put it up for sale. Did you meet him? Uh, I did meet Ken. Okay. I did meet Ken. Nice guy. Very very nice guy. Um, he eventually sold the property for five point two million in two thousand six. He made oh in two thousand six. Yeah. So he made all that money over the years and then made the money on and the sale of the property. Profit. Yeah. So uh, Ken did really really well for himself for sure. Um. Yeah, and that's that's largely where the chicken ranch is today and where it has ended up. Now, um who did he sell the ranch to? That really isn't hasn't been put out there all that much. I'm not sure who purchased it. Uh I seem to recall at the time when it was mentioned that it was some corporation or whatever has the ownership. Okay. So who actually holds the license? Who's the license bearer on that property? I do not know. Um, not personally do I know anyhow. Um, I'd probably have to ask somebody there. But long about I know long about the same time that he was selling it, and I'd have to check the year to be certain on this. Um, Debbie, who was the the madam there for about 30 years, passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and I, I don't know that that was – I don't know how much that contributed to Ken selling the property or not. I know that you know Debbie ran that place really, really well and had for all those years – and, you know, it was just so there was a lot of changeover that just sort of took place at the same time. Um, and this brings us up to the modern era, to the modern age, to the okay. modern age. The place still operates uh, as a brothel um, and um, it is still the closest brothel to Las Vegas uh, by several feet, at least uh, <laughs> right next door to where the chicken ranch sit. The resort and spa at Sherry's Ranch is sitting. No, well, so we're familiar with Sherry's. Yes. At so, this point. Yeah, it's, it is literally right next door. So you can park at one property and literally walk next door to the other one if you choose to. I don't think they like that. But you oh no, they don't mind. Oh, really? They really don't. They really don't. They uh, both properties have taken a a stance over the years of not downing the other. 
That's they, they do really, not, really good. They do not do that. They do not bury the other property. They don't say anything negative. They, they stay positive about each other. Um, well, if you, know. you, if you think about it, if there's one girl in one property that somebody likes, yep. and there's a girl on another property that somebody likes, and I don't know which one has the full kitchen. Is Cherry's has the full kitchen? They both have a full Well, Well, um, I'm sorry, for the public, yeah. Sherry's has the full kitchen. Sherry's has the full kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want a meal at, at Sherry's, you can go to Sherry's. And if you're thinking about going to visit your the, that girl that you really like over at the both are making money. Yeah. Well, and then you also have to consider the fact that because it's Las Vegas that's close by, there are any number of groups that come in. Yes. It's not necessarily an individual experience. In other words, it's not necessarily where a guy says, I'm going to go out to the house and I you know, gets in the car and drives out the hour drive alone. It's him and three of his buddies that are out there for a bachelor party. Yeah. It's him and three of his buddies that are out there for a long poker weekend. It's you know whatever. And so a group shows up. Well, you know, you get a group of four guys and there's 20 girls at one house and maybe you know three of the guys find what they're looking for, but the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. At least he has a house he could go next door to and perhaps find what he's looking for and then all four leave happy. As opposed to three leaving happy and one leaving disappointed. And he's just sitting there waiting for his friends to get finished. Exactly. Just getting more and more irritable and everything else. So it actually behooves the houses to have a positive working relationship because it it offers more opportunity and a better chance that everybody coming down that road, down Homestead Road, is ultimately going to leave satisfied. Yeah. And that's ultimately the goal. So that's the that's the meat and potatoes of it. Um, and I have had great experiences at the chicken ranch myself. When I, uh, when I started going out there, I tended to not party at the chicken ranch. I ended up partying at Sherry's most of the time, but over the years, what I discovered was Sherry sort of had a changeover in terms of the way they were functioning as management changed out. Okay. And, and things were, you know, uh, I guess you could say uh, corporate image was changing and the way they were running things was changing. And I ended up feeling more comfortable next door all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, so I started partying over there instead. So, it, you know, it's just, again, it's one of those things where, you know, things change at any given time. And you're just never sure how, how that is going to affect your customers. And I found it to affect me in such a way that I was happier next door all of a sudden. Well, I found that age and uh, availability also has something to do with it because, you know, you're a young kid, you know, you've been drinking Coke all your life Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then you get older, it's like, okay, maybe I want to transfer over to, you know, ginger ale or root beer or your tastes change to where you want to start drinking Pepsi instead of Coke. Yeah. Um, For me, when using drumsticks, I, I switch from one one drumstick to another because of the different feel. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously getting that that feel or that, I don't know if a maturity, lifestyle change, comfort, culture. Yeah. From the other place that you weren't getting from uh, the place that you visited in your youth. Right, right. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what the chicken ranch looks like today and how it operates, you know, I guess it's where we're going to go next here is, is, is how to explain what to expect. If you show up, don't bring a chicken. No, uh, no that's no, not going to no, work anymore. Please don't do that. 
mean, <laughs> that hasn't worked in a long time. You know, there's uh, there, there there's a slight chance you meet a cock or two while you're in the uh, the chicken ranch, pop, so to speak, act, so to speak, a fool, and you know it's okay to pop them in the head. But <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Stay away from physical violence, people. Yeah, but no, but uh, it's uh, you know these days when you get to the chicken ranch and you pull up into the parking lot, you'll notice that there is a gate in front of the building, mm-hmm. and you actually have to buzz in. And when you hit the button to buzz in, there will be either the shift manager or you know one of the girls, whoever happens to be close, will open the door and, and welcome you to the chicken ranch. And before we buzz you into the chicken ranch and what to expect if you choose to do this as an adult to mm-hmm. go on your own accord, yes. we should let you know that there is a place where you can ask us a question if you have a question that needs to be asked and you can do it cons- uh as, as, as incognito as you possibly can, should you decide to go. And we will keep you private and everything, and we won't expose you at all. And we won't do anything to, to, to hurt your feelings, and you can reach us at BehindTheRedLight702 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Ask us a question, drop us a line, or if you're one of those nut jobs that feel that you want to degrade us and tell us that we're the immoral fabric of America, well, then we'll read your question, too, and your name to let everybody know that you are the one who is disagreeing with uh, our freedom of speech rights yeah yeah we'll out the shit out of you if you're an idiot absolutely but if you want to encourage freedom of speech and you don't mind being out in the open jim why don't you tell them where they can do that well what you can do is you can go to the book of faces and from there you can find us on facebook at behind the red light you'll see a lovely uh, image of uh a woman's silhouette in neon. That's how you know you found us. Go ahead and like that page and uh, interact as you will. Yeah, please do. Because, you know, at, I wouldn't say we're doing a public service, but we're, we, we, we're, we're tending to try to give you a little bit more of an education and trying to strip the taboo away from this notion that what, what, what is happening is illegal, immoral, and cross when there are... Um, women out there who are taking control of themselves and have decided that this is what they want to do um, as a living. And by legalizing, you do a great service to eliminate, helping eliminate things like human trafficking, yes. to helping eliminate things like uh, venereal disease in absolutely. the public forum, and so on and so forth. So we, that is why we are absolutely for the legalization of prostitution. Yes, and the, uh, and the abuse of the women who are stuck on the street. Yeah, we can't have that. We, Nobody we, we wants that. Want that. But when we come back, we will talk about the, the more modern... Um, I don't want to say virtual tour. How about an audio tour? Yes, an audio tour, an experience, if you will. Uh, yes, the audio tour and experience of the Chicken Ranch. From Jim, this is Larry. From Larry, this is Jim. See you uh, next time. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>